0: What's going on everyone? This is Smack
1: and Zach
2: Talk
0: and today we have a special episode we've got a very special guest we've got the illustrator of Circadian's Chaos Order as well as the illustrator of Circadian's First Light Raiders of Scythia Hadrian's Wall and he's actually most famous for his work illustrating Swifts and Sparrows album covers. How's it going Sam Phillips? How are you man?
2: Yeah good. good thanks.
0: (laughs) So I've got a little bit of a story uh shim and i we worked on architects together and after that that was my first game and after that i designed a game on my own which we didn't have a name for it but it ended up becoming circadian's first light and shim had decided to publish it and he said to me i've just been looking around for artists and i can't think of anyone better than my brother to do art for this game and he's like would you be okay with that would that be all good with you and i said look if I'm happy for this guy's art to be on my body for the rest of my life, I think uh, it's going to be a, an okay thing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so Shem decided that you would be great, and I agree you are great for First Light. Um, how are you finding being a full-time board game artist?
2: Oh, it's, it's awesome. It's like a dream job. <laughs> Cause you were yeah, doing, very lucky, yeah.
0: You were doing, like, tattoo work before that, is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah, commission work, like, tattoo designs and... And logos and things like
0: that, yeah. Ah, so cool. Um, so <laughs> so we're going to be talking mostly about the art and graphic design for Chaos Order today. Um, so I want to start from the start. Can you remember your your first conversation with Shem about this game? Did he? What was it like? He said, "Hey, you know, there's going to be another game in Circadian's universe." And and sort of a follow up question to that is. When did it dawn on you that this was actually a big project?
2: I think it was like a real ca- casual conversation, like a, like a family get together or something like that. And, and Shem said, so um, Sam's been working on this like new game for like in the circadians universe, but it's gonna be, they're all fighting. And I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> maybe it's just like my um, anarchist side, but I thought, you know, it'd be so fun and really epic. And, yeah, he said that Zach was working on it with you. So, yeah, it's really exciting.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. And I think you do yeah, capture I, the movement and the battle and all the weapons in such an interesting
1: way.
2: Yeah, I was looking forward to drawing all the armor and, and the weapons and things like that, yeah. Because you didn't was get that in the first game. Nah, nah.
1: Was there a point where you kind of realized that this was a, a bigger jog, job than some of the previous games in terms of uh, how much there was to do the board or the player boards? Um...
2: Yeah, like we had like a meeting. uh, I think it was Sam, just Sam and Shem and me, uh, just go over the prototype. I don't know if was it your. I think it was your prototype, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because it's changed a lot since then. (laughs) Uh, But it was really overwhelming. It was like, whoa, look at the map. Was actually quite different. It was uh, like um, all the shapes are really different. It wasn't hexagons,
1: was it? Yeah, it was the. It was
2: more like just no it was more like different shapes and things like uh, i think that was quite the bit unusual true. <laughs> yeah yeah and I was like man that's gonna be insane to like make all the pieces match up together and things like that <laughs> so that was quite daunting but then it just it was really exciting just looking at it thinking man you could do so much with this game and I was looking forward to doing all the characters and how you could like flip the character over and it was all upgraded or i was thinking, that that'll be really fun yeah
0: that's so rad so with first light <clears> you obviously you came up with Basically, three alien races. We'll call them aliens, but normally we call them the locals. You had Draek, you yeah. had uh, Larian, you had Scaro, as well as a bunch of human characters. Very diverse range of human characters, as well as mm. some uh, some evil robots. And then, adding to that, with Chaos Order, you decide, or well, we decide for you, to come up with a new faction, a new race. How do you go about, Mm. as an artist, creating a new alien species?
2: Uh, Well, to start with, like, Shem sort of discussed that he wanted all of them to be, like, um, humanoids. So they all had to have, like, you know, two arms, two legs. So that kind of kept it a bit simple. So it was almost like just making a human-like creature, but quite different. And I think from the first game, we sort of decided that they would have their own environments that they lived in. So that kind of environment would kind of reflect how they looked. So like uh with with let's say Oxatea, the new race they were going to be like deep down under the sea so that that had to be like I had to kind of think about what would they look like you know what creatures look like that were kind of slightly human but have that different environment that they were used to yeah so like for that for, for that race like I had to think of like uh like because they had to walk on the land as well as be under the water they needed to be able to sort of like breathe on land and water so i remember having a conversation with uh with sam saying he said it'd be really awesome if they had some sort of ace as- uh some sort of like symbiotic, symbiotic relationship yeah. yeah yeah with the creature that helped them breathe on land and i thought that that was a really cool idea yeah so that's what they have they have this sort of like green thing locked around their neck yeah
0: yeah so it's like this little i don't know like a little fish type thing that like locks into their neck and helps them to breathe underwater and then they help the fish to breathe on land or something like that right it's
2: it's quite yeah yeah when you when you suggested it my first thought was like you know those the alien movies where they have the face huggers they're like yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah, so i thought of something like that that just latches onto the neck and then plugs into the chest so that's kind of how that kind of came about yeah
0: and it's really interesting with the aliens like you want them to be fearsome and you want them to be unique like because mm-hmm. it's a battle game you want them to be like yeah they're strong and fearsome but you also don't want them to be ugly because people like you know they want to play something <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool and epic and I think you nailed that with the Oxitea they've got they're unique they've got these kind of like tentacle dreads and like mm-hmm. one of the leaders Azaru he's got a massive six-pack and he's just su- such a cool guy <laughs> so he looks like he's he's cool he's handsome but he's also fearsome scary I wouldn't want to like bump into him on the
2: street yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think one of the things I really enjoyed was um because you did the the kind of light armor side and the heavy armor side was also seeing how you were creative in in like making each um race's armor different uh both the light armor and their heavy armor like how did you find the inspiration to come up with um with the different heavy armors for example?
2: Yeah, it was quite difficult at start cuz I my tendency was to go straight into doing the the cool heavy armor, but I had to kind of start with a character first that was a bit lower armor so that I could work on the heavy armor over the top of that. Yeah, that was pretty tricky, but it was a really fun challenge to do.
0: I remember there were some Larian characters that had swords, and you had to, like, hold yourself back to make sure that their non-armoured side, it's an okay sword. Like, it still needs to look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then when it's flipped, it needs to be epic. Like, a big sword with jewels and, like, oh, so fat and, and, and sharp. Oh. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so good.
0: Uh, okay, so yes. one of the things is that we're not just releasing Chaos Order. We actually have a second edition for First Light. And I, I thank you that you've got... um both of those covers behind you, which is awesome. So do you want to tell us, like just from your perspective, not Shima's perspective, why is there a second edition of First Light?
2: Uh, well, it was mainly because like, uh, we were really happy with how like, Chaos sort of looked, like the box cover, the branding, like the new kind of uh, way I was using different art styles and things like that, which is coming together quite nice, like a really compact design. And we kind of looked back on First Light and thought, uh, I really wish it looked like it went really well with Chaos Order, like the branding and the box size and, and the look. Uh, and that's kind of like what sparked. Should we just redo the first edition so that we have like a consistent look throughout more Circadians games?
0: Yeah, I remember... Um, I don't know how much I can say. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you did some... Artwork for a potential expansion for First Light.
2: Yeah, it was that like, was the big yeah, turning point. It was
0: like an extension to people's player boards, and you did this mm. artwork in the style of Chaos Order, and we put it next to the yeah. player board of First Light, and it's like, wow, <laughs> this style has changed, but like, this this new one is yeah. so epic, and they didn't really match, and so yeah, we're yeah. like, well, what if we just did another edition that it matches? It feels like it is part of the same universe. And that's quite a big thing for Garfield Games. Like, we are a company who don't just create board games, but we create worlds for our board games. We have, you know, the West Kingdom, Mm -hmm. a whole trilogy of games. It's important that they look and feel like they're part of the same narrative. And so, Circadians fitting that just seems so right for us as a brand.
1: Yeah, I'd like to to ask a follow-up question there because... I mean, before um, First Light, I know you worked on some of Shem's like really early games, and you you know yeah. tried your hand at some some board game uh, illustration. But really, it wasn't until First Light, and then Raiders of Scythia, Hadrian's Wall. Now we have got mm-hmm. Chaos Order. There's other games coming down the line that which you're working on. Like, how has been that experience? Like, how much have you grown as an artist? What are some of the things that you've learned? Like, tell us about that process of of now having three games already out there and more on the way?
2: Uh, yeah, well, First Light was like a really big learning curve for me. Like, it's quite a big game. There's lots of pieces. I think I was a little bit out of my depth at the start. I, I needed to learn how to make things really consistent throughout the game, the art style, and I think there was a little bit of this doesn't quite match up with the this style, this, this board doesn't match with that in the first one so having that opportunity to go back and redo all the artwork well a lot of the artwork and um first like um to make the, the second edition it was like i was really happy i had that chance because i there's quite a few things that i wish i'd done better and yeah it's great
0: it also Is gave like me the different? opportunity as the designer to to have a look <laughs> at things as well so i love tinkering and like being a perfectionist so I thought, well,
2: if we're doing this yeah, sometimes hard to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If we're doing a second mission. <laughs> I may as well make some changes, make it a better game. Yeah. Um, so we took a round out of the game, so it's it's snappier, but you still get as much done. I gave players more resources, um, and fewer rounds, so you get as much done in less time. So it's um, it's a win-win. I'm really happy for this opportunity. Zach, did you have? Something so I'm some gonna cool jump cool?
1: in. I'm gonna jump in with another question here. Um. So you're designing two lines of games at Garful. What um, what is being called the ancient anthology, which is all kind of based hundreds or thousands of years ago in the past, and yeah. one that's a sci-fi, which is you know thousands of years in the future or or whatever. Like um, you know, what's the what's the difference when you approach the two different sorts of games? Um, how do you make uh, your style like it is always your style, but but how does it, it change your approach when you're designing something which is futuristic or something which is ancient?
2: Uh, well, the futuristic side, you can pretty much do anything. Like <laughs> You can just make stuff up, uh, like, for instance, like costumes and things like that, um, which is fun, but at the same time challenging because you've got no reference to go by. So you're kind of just like, I hope this looks good, you know? <laughs> um, with the with more... Um, the ancient games you re- i really have to look at different costumes like to make sure i'm doing things right and it's in the right era like i think someone commented once that for Raiders of Scythia there was like stirrups on the horse and apparently they apparently didn't have them things like that like <laughs> it's easy to make those little mistakes um yeah so some of the games that shem's got me to do haven't really been they've been quite quite ancient where there's not too much to go by you're almost like I'm looking at different artifacts that they've found in the ground of different cultures and kind of thinking, oh yeah, this, I can see how I could you add this into the costume or add this into the weapon, make this weapon look like it's legit, yeah.
0: Man, he really makes you work, he gives you an artifact and say, go draw and do a whole game with just this little <laughs> artifact, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he, he gives me so much freedom, which is really good, like, I'll draw a character and he'll just love it straight away and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's.
2: So that's really that's really good. Like it would be hard if it was changing. (laughs) Don't know about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I totally relate to that whole thing about you know with the historical games we really have to do our due diligence. Like we we do a lot of historical Mm -hmm. research, Shem and I on on our historical projects, but we just are bound to miss something. And like you know, for example, with paladins. the, the front cover has these men in this really epic like knight's armor which is super cool yep. and it's set around 850 AD but someone commented saying <laughs> that kind of armor wasn't out till like the 1200s or the 1300s and we're like
2: oh. yeah I think I saw that yeah
0: yeah but like <laughs> it just looks cooler so there there is a degree that we should take license but also with the historical games we do our best to try and get everything right but we will miss
2: yeah this. yeah okay so you're gonna have to do a that bit yeah.
0: about your method and so i don't really know what i'm talking about with art but all i know through the grapevine is that you have a new method for some of your pieces of art um you have a new way of doing artworks now is is that true and can you tell us about that
2: yeah well when i started doing design for like tattoos and things i would just sketch an image on say the ipad or a piece of paper and scan it in, and then do all the do all the line work on Illustrator with a with a mouse, <laughs> which is kind of a bit weird for some people. Some illustrators are like, "Why don't you use a use a pen and a tablet, things like that?" But I just find the mouse really accurate, and it just just gets the look I'm going for. And I just drag all the lines, all the vector lines, into Photoshop and color it with the mouse as well. So it's it's not really what most people do, but it really works for me. Uh, but that's how I used to do things. I still do that with my characters, but I've found that I, I can't do that that kind of style without using a tablet for the backgrounds of everything. So I've been using Procreate on my iPad and I, I'm not very confident in it, but <laughs> but it's kind of working for the style I'm going for. Like I'm quite happy with the result. So yeah, still, still learning quite a lot.
0: So is that like the map and the backgrounds and all of those pieces of art What's this new style?
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. The maps, the backgrounds, some of the textures. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to think how to describe, like most of the map was like done as one big piece on the procreate. Uh, but then it was like edited a lot on Photoshop cause I just like the, I, I like how I can modify all the colors a bit better on Photoshop. It's a bit harder to do on an iPad cause it's quite a different screen. It's really vibrant
0: wow <laughs> that's that's amazing that you've just it's been hard to explain it because you because you've been doing illustration for years right like and you've just picked up this new yeah. way of doing it which i mean once you know something really really well and you've been doing it a certain way for so long it could be really easy just mm. to be stuck in that and to not yeah've yeah. adapted your style which is really cool yeah
2: but i've had you, to do what that was with the, what was
1: the, yeah what was the first time that you went okay i have to do something i have to do a different way of uh of doing my art
2: i think it was mainly during the process of first light i i tried doing it a bit with some of the backgrounds and i just wasn't happy but then when it came to doing uh raiders of Scythia, i really had to push myself to do the backgrounds and the map and things like that so that that kind of gave me a bit more confidence to be able to use those in the future on other games
0: yeah
2: so cool
1: yeah, and I think I really love um the player boards that you've done for Chaos Order, like the the kind of the landscapes and so you obviously did those in with this method is there, right?
2: Yeah, that's right, yeah. I think some of them I might have used uh, like some heavy vector lines over the top just to keep it like the same as my style, yeah. But that was really fun. It was nice to be able to like world build a li- little bit more into the into the story. Yeah.
0: So I wanted to ask, um, a little bit of a backstory. So Zach, Zach did the initial graphic design and art for this game. Well, I don't think we could say art, but he did the initial graphic design for this game. And that was, I think it was mostly on like paint and Microsoft word and, um, publisher. Publisher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was using like publisher. Not not publisher. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. It was bad.
0: (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) then, then one day, like, I'm not very good at graphic design. Um, I just have a little bit more time than Zach. I'm not any more skilled than Zach. I just have a little bit more time to work on board games. Uh, so one day Shem and, and you Sam gave me all the iconography from first light and sort of, I just was to mm. set loose with this. And I did the, the, the second prototype. I did all the graphic design myself. Um, and then somehow, and I haven't really spoken to you about it, but somehow you do the whole game. And so I just give stuff to Shem and he gives stuff to you. Does Shem do his own graphic design as well? And if so, is that four of us that each have a turn doing graphic design for this game and passing it on to you?
2: Yeah, I think Shem does a lot of work in like laying out how big everything is on it, on on the board and things like that. So he, he gives me like a prototype to work with, which, which is really handy because I wouldn't even know where to start with. Cause I haven't played the game so I don't really know how where things are supposed to go so he's really clear with well, that sort of thing and then he'll give me like a template and I'll just work off that he just say, make it look nice and
0: yeah that's so cool <laughs> well, there we go. I think it's amazing that really all four of us have done graphic design for this game I mean we're not all gonna get yeah. credit for it <laughs> and I think that's right, <laughs> true yeah um, <laughs> it's just really funny Uh, I think think the bizarre
1: thing, sorry, with the graphic design is seeing some of the things that, like, didn't really change throughout, you know, like some things from quite early on when they're like really rough prototypes, but the same idea ended up being in the final polished game, and and I think that's quite, Mm. it's quite funny seeing that happen, because if you saw the, the unpolished prototype, you think this is rubbish, you know. But then there were a few maybe ideas or ways where things were placed, which were actually, um,
2: which were, which were good,
1: I guess.
0: Yeah.
2: And yeah. yeah. Is it weird for you when you see, is it weird for you when you see like a different look than what you what you planned? It's usually yeah. like, wow, why didn't we have this from the start? Like, exactly. Amazing. <laughs> it's more like, oh, I should have thought of that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Shim also because I, way- I find it hard. Like you can kind of have your own ownership over it, and then you're passing it on to someone else, and then expecting some, you know, something similar.
1: I think like when you're when you're seeing the art and stuff, and things aren't like exactly as you imagined. But I have to say, yeah. for me, the process, and this is my first game design, was incredibly exciting, and I was like. Always really buzzing, like when I'd get sent through some images and stuff. I was like, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe the game looks this good!" Like, yeah. and then like also some of the com- component dis- decisions that she made, like the giant relics that we have, the people yeah, that-, that have different shapes, like all this stuff. I was just like, "Man, I can't believe!" And then even like some of the component stuff, like the the tuck boxes that she made. I'm just like, "I can't believe that all all this production quality is going into this game that me and Sam have made." Because, you know, we made the game, but it's not like... Lots of games don't have all that effort from, you know, the publisher or the illustrator to, to really bring justice out of out of the design. So I think from the designer perspective, it was seeing that even though, like, it's not a game that Shem designed, Shem believes in this game, you know, mm. and and you believe in this game and you both put, like... 120 percent into making the best version of the the game that there can be and i think like from my perspective i saw that and i was just super happy about it
2: that's cool
0: that was an awesome monologue man yeah sorry but
2: (laughs) you know (laughs) that's my
1: feelings
2: (laughs) so on the top i just know that i find it hard to hand stuff off sometimes like when i'm like if i give my artwork to someone else to work on I'm kind of like, oh, I don't really like doing that. <laughs> so I don't know what it's like you know, for you guys as well. Um,
0: I wanted to ask also about, so we mentioned that four of us have done graphic design roughly for this game, but obviously it's mm. your stuff that's final. So you do graphic design and illustration artwork. Is there a difference? Yeah. Like, What is the difference between those things?
2: yeah i guess there is like it's nice having a break from one to work on the other like sometimes i can get a bit burnt out on doing characters things like that and like just sitting down and just laying out text and and just working on the branding is actually quite relaxing for me yeah i wouldn't want to do it full time but but it is fun yeah i do like it and it's nice having that like that that i can just have that full ownership of the look like i'm not doing like the illustration and then passing it on to a graphic designer to to work with. It's nice Picks having, it yeah, I'm, I'm in control of it.
0: <laughs> one thing I think yeah. Yeah. Really sometimes.
2: Well with, um, I think you do really well with
0: graphic designers coming up with icons. Like, is there a secret to coming up with icons? Cause if there's like too much going on, it might be confusing, but you also want a little bit of detail. So it looks cool.
2: Yeah, it is difficult. I did quite a lot of icon work in my first job and I was doing like a web design. So I learned a bit there, but, coming into board game design it's a little bit different like it's kind of like Jim keeps his icons really nice and simple like so that people can see them like say on the and the um in the other series with Miko and people love that and I it's kind of it's not really my style I like to more do more shaded kind of icons so some people might find that a little bit harder to visually see but I'm, I'm sort of working on that like i'm working on the new a new game for shim and i'm kind of changing the look of the icons and making them more of a a picture which is actually really fun yeah
0: yeah and it looks so epic (laughs) it really does
2: thanks Uh, (laughs) yeah
0: so much detail but i don't find it confusing i find it like i don't know um maybe it's just because i play the games but i think you do a really really good job with the graphic design
1: yeah i think especially the icons for chaos Order are really cool, and like one of the things I love is the foundations and the buildings that you know maybe people don't click straight away, but the foundation is the bottom part of the building, and you know that's yeah. an icon, but then the full building is an icon as well um yeah, and like yes. and the icons for the faces as well are really um really clear and really like obvious, so you can you can follow them really well, so um, that's good. I was impressed. <laughs>
0: So, Zach, did you have a question for um, Sam?
1: Yeah, man. So, you know, chaos order, big game, big challenge. But what was the biggest headache for you as uh, as the illustrator, as the graphic designer? So what was, like, the, the, the hardest thing, the thing that you came up against? And you're like, man, how am I going to do this?
2: Uh, I think the biggest headache was the attribute cards. Cause they were like really tiny cards with so much text on them. And then because when you flip it, it's got even more text. So you kind of had to make it look good on one side and then good on the other side where there's more text. So that was a bit of a headache. Um, but we ended up putting little graphics on some of them just to fill up the space to make them look really nice. That, that was probably the hardest. And, uh, there was a few moments where I don't know who it was. It was probably, probably Sam or Zach that wanted to change the text a few times. <laughs> So uh, there was quite a, lot of, quite a lot of editing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, both yeah. of us. Uh, yeah. So that was probably the biggest headache, yeah.
1: Because yeah. you basically put, like, they looked like blueprints, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. The design. Yeah, I'm quite happy with that. It's quite different. Yeah, totally. I'm trying to get that kind of, like, um, HUD look from, like, a sci-fi kind of screen is what I was kind of aiming for, yeah.
1: And so that was the biggest headache, but what was the most enjoyable... Uh, Piece of art or graphic design to do in the process?
2: Uh, I'd probably say the leader cards were the most fun, but then I also really enjoyed the cover. Doing the cover for the Castle was really, really fun. Doing that battle scene with the the relic shooting up into the sky that was that was a really fun process. And just and seeing you guys getting excited about about the cover as I was doing different stages. Like i do the, the main character first with the layout, with the text and things and then creating the relics later and then adding the people later. So it was kind of cool being able to show you guys the steps I was working at to get there. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's epic because it really kind of shows you the game. You know, there's, the, there's a massive battle going on in front of a relic. You're like, that's that's what you're in for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it
2: was, was quite important to show me. that. Out.
0: I was blown away by the level of detail. Like, I'm someone who really loves not just, like, um, not just characters on covers but also like a scene a landscape that is shown and the, there's a scene <clears> of battle and you can sit there looking at it for 10-15 minutes and pick up all the different characters trying to figure out which faction they're fighting for um which weapons they're <clears> using there's a lot of detail to get lost in
2: yeah, yeah yeah i was really happy with how that came it was like looks really crazy like all, all the dust flicking up into the into the air from the battle scene things like that
1: yeah, and I also wanted to ask about the map. Like, how was it doing the the map and the, the main board? Like, you had to draw three different types of terrain. You had to draw lakes and water. And then how, how you decided to, like, um, deal with, like, the map being modular and more pieces being put on covering over other parts of the board. Like, how was that as a challenge and did you enjoy it?
2: yeah it's it's a pretty big challenge. it was, it was still really fun. I, I sort of did all the mountains first and and I had like a the the hexes laid out so I knew where to where to, where to put the mountains and where not to. And then I just kind of added added the different terrains over the top. I think I did like three different uh, areas of one terrain so they all looked different. yeah just to create it, make it look a bit more interesting.
1: Yeah, and then I, I noticed that like some of them where there's the mountains already drawn on as well, they're different because they connect up to the the like the the cliffs in between, or the mountains in between some hexes.
2: So yeah, those yeah. ones
1: as well, you had them already drawn on. So.
2: Yeah, and even the bases, like they they're meant to look like they'd cleared those mountains out the way so that they could fit the base in there. <laughs> so that was, that was quite fun.
0: It's like it must be a challenge with with that because we, as Zach mentioned, we do have three or four types of terrain when you include water. And so you want mm-hmm. it to look like it's all part of the same world. It, like those those regions could be next to each other. But at the same time, mm. if it's too flowy, if it's too seamless, then players won't know which region is which. So you have to have like this yeah, balance yeah. of like, yes, this is definitely a swamp region, but it's believable that it's next to this plains, you know?
2: Mm. It's like important to like bleed like a kind of a neutral kind of look between each, each zone so that they look like they matched up a bit more. It's quite tricky. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Um, Okay. So here's a, here's a bit of a silly question
0: for you. Um, it's sort of like, yep. who's your favorite faction, but I'm not going to ask it in that way. If you had to live amongst one of these factions on Rai, who would you live with?
2: Oh, uh. I'd probably go for Skaro just cause they're like, like technology is really important to them and they're like really advanced in that kind of way. And plus I probably wouldn't want to live in a swamp or under the water, so <laughs> I'd go with Skaro. Yeah.
0: And Drake are like a little bit intimidating. <laughs> they might just give you a pickaxe and like tell you to go and start mining some gems for them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get, get to work. Yeah. Live in a cave. <laughs>
0: and Skaru, they have epic cities like the player
2: board for yeah, yeah. Is this
0: amazing city that you drew how did you come up with that was that your idea
2: yeah yeah it was my idea um i just wanted something that kind of reached up into the sky a bit more like just to sort of show that they're like a, a bit more advanced and they're like more i guess you could say they just want people to look at them and go wow you know like right we're onto it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: What else are you working on now? Is there anything that you can share?
2: Uh, I don't know if I can say too much, but I'm working on a solo game that Shem's been designing, and that's set in ancient China. Uh, it's, I think I can say it's based on a on a legend, I guess I could say, without giving too much away. So there's a little bit of freedom to kind of make it a little, to embellish things a little bit more than having it like really accurate yeah. So it's it's really fun. I'm really enjoying that. It's probably like something like 60 characters I've got to draw. So <laughs> it's, it's daunting, but it's, it's exciting at the same time. It's really fun to be able to work on all those different characters.
0: So it's safe to say that, you know, you've got lots to work on. There's plenty more Sam Phillips projects and oh, yeah. <laughs> coming out in the near future. Don't you worry guys, this is, this is <laughs> going to be a thing for a while. And I'm so excited about it. It's great. Zach, did you have any other awesome. um, questions?
1: well i think um i think we're good uh i just wanted to ask everyone here who their favorite leader was
0: Ooh, okay Uh, i'll start Mm. i'll start so that you guys have some time to think um i really like adekai the ai leader the he sort of looks like this exile this he's this robot exile he's really cool um, almost like a <laughs> like a bounty hunter type guy and he's got this like rad cape that's sort of ripped but when he's upgraded he's just looks so epic um yeah so i'll go with adekai uh
2: i'll probably go with tavati tavati yeah i, I quite Tevati? like her yeah and i quite like uh the look of renzo um he's got kind of like his kind of grumpy kind of face and on the card and I think it was is it Jared from Three Minute Ball Games so he looked like he had a punchable face and I thought, yeah, it's pretty it's a pretty cool comment. <laughs> it's quite funny.
1: That's <laughs> awesome. It's funny that you went for an AI, Sam, because actually I was gonna say Zhao, who's uh, who's another AI character who um when he's upgraded he's got like a minigun on his shoulder. It's like it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> he's real kind of he, saw, he looks a little bit evil and a little bit scary, but um, he's really cool. And I've always really liked Sable as well. Like, the illustration you did for Sable when I first saw it. And I think circadians so are maybe one of the... I can't remember when you did them in, in order. But when I saw Sable and she's got, like, a really cool gun and she's got these dreadlocks, and I was just like, man, she's awesome. <laughs> and she has an awesome player power as well. Like, <laughs> she's she's badass. Yeah, she's and really so, good. Yeah.
0: So Sam, <laughs> where can people follow you? Where can they follow your work? Um, stay updated as to all the Sam Phillips projects. Maybe some people want to get a tattoo done by you. I know you don't have much spare time, but where can they? How can they no, not the much stuff? time. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. They uh, can follow me on like Sam Phillips Illustration on Instagram or Facebook. And I've got my own website, which is just samphillipsillustration.com.
0: Awesome. Be sure to check that out, everyone. Um, and so... Yeah. Before we close, Zach, we still have to do this um, one-sentence tip on playing Chaos Order. This gives Zach a headache every single time. Um, so, I am going to give the the one-sentence tip first. If you've got a card with a five on it, don't use it for economy. As tempting as it might be, save it for battle.
1: This one's reasonably specific because it's something that... Uh... I guess we played recently and I thought about it quite a lot. If you're playing as AI, don't go into battles where um, you're definitely going to lose.
0: Ooh, okay. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. So I just <laughs> want to say uh, thank you so much, Sam. It's been awesome to have you on. I loved what you had to say. I learned a lot and um, we really just... We really do love your work. hope you can tell we're just big fans. So it's, it's great actually getting <laughs> to talk with you about how you do it. So thanks so much for hanging out with us, man.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. It's fun. Bye. Check See ya.